Hello and welcome to the 82nd episode of Downtime Podcast featuring Jeremy and Elisa. Elisa, how's it going? It is going all right. Um, I had boba, so it's going to be a good night. That's what's up. Did you have like any boba with caffeine or is it like something else? So I had green tea and although green tea has caffeine, it's one of the lower caffeine ones. Like I didn't get a decaf compared to black tea. I think green tea has less, but I've never proven that yet. Uh, Well, I went to this place called Purple Cow some years ago that's in the city and I had a large green tea, milk tea, green milk tea boba and I was up yeah. until 2 a.m. because there's so much caffeine in that milk tea. Oh, Jesus. Insane. Yeah, so I was hoping that you don't get that same reaction. I hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. I'll text you tomorrow. I'll be like, hey, are you still awake? <laughs> so like, yo, playing Red Dead at four in the morning. I beat yeah. the game. <laughs> I beat the game. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we'll see how today goes. <laughs> cool, cool, yep. cool. How are you doing? Good. I was busy today, just at work, doing work stuff. But um, yeah, no, I, nothing really crazy happened today. So I can't really tell you anything too much for sure nothing nothing happened <laughs> yeah makes sense typical tuesday cool cool for our listeners this podcast is actually going to be the very last uh weekly podcast that uh weekly podcast about um weekly gaming updates that we do for 2018 and after this episode we're actually going to have a few special episodes for you um, to round out 2018, and then we'll continue on with weekly gaming podcasts in 2019. Yep. Say hello to season three in 2019. Yeah, let's talk news. Let's start off with news. So, uh, yeah. what do you want? talk about in the news section of our gaming podcast all right so i the biggest one that i saw is monster hunter world is going to have its first expansion iceborne and it's going to come out in 2019 actually uh the producer sujimoto ryozo actually said a lot of news coming out in 2019 so aside from iceborne there's also going to be a crossover with the witcher 3 Ooh, interesting. And I don't know what that entails yet, but mm. that should be really interesting. It's going to involve Gerard, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Hmm. In terms of the Iceborne expansion, um, so I haven't finished the storyline of Monster Hunter yet. I think I'm only on like Quest 7, <laughs> but af- this will take place after Monster Hunter World ends. It's continuing on the story, and it's going to be a completely new one, too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and there's going to be new monsters and quests, but I don't know how many they're adding because it's an expansion. Right, right, right. And that's about it. Um, It was only announced, so we'll find out more information when it comes. That's cool. Um, When did Monster Hunter World come out again? Was it this year or last year? This year. Um, it, Actually, in January, it's going to be a one-year anniversary of the game. Wow, I can't. I feel like it's been out longer than that, but for some reason, yeah, it's only been out a year. Wow, that's cool. I always so last 
Oh my god, I was about to say last year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this January, Monster Hunter World came out at the same time as Dragon Ball Fighters, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and I associate those two games together because they're two multiplayer games where it got unexpected positive results, and they're both played a lot to this day. Yeah, that's cool. No, yeah, that's that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So January had a lot of solid, consistent games that are still successful right now. Yep. And people still talk about them. People still play them. I'm still playing it. <laughs> nice. I was going to say from my end, I ha- I saw that uh, CSGO went free to play. Dude, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as someone that bought it in 2012 and not really, and haven't, hasn't really played it since then, I really don't care. But a lot of people are giving it negative reviews because it went free to play, which I understand why, since this means that there could be more hackers in CSGO, even though Valve has done a lot to stop these hackers from getting um, into the CSGO marketplace. There's still going to be even more hackers now that it's free to play. Um, but that's that's just one of the reasons a lot of people just don't want, you know, like like really bad players to start playing the game or just people to start trolling. Yeah. Um, it, it, the same backlash happened when Team Fortress 2 went free to play. And then it subsided over time. But for the time being, um, people are kind of like up in arms about like CSGO being free to play. And they also added something interesting. Of course, you know, following the trends of this year and catching the tail end of it. Uh, the Battle Royale. Yep. CSGO added Battle Royale. So, hey. I mean, uh, so it is what it is, but I haven't played <laughs> it personally. But I just assume it's going to be just CSGO with a giant island and you just shoot each other and whoever is last wins. Because that's what happens nowadays. Can't wait for a Monster Hunter World Battle Royale, right, Elisa? Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> I heard that CSGO, a lot of the fans are just outright writing all these negative reviews about it. And yeah. the state of gaming in the past year is fans can bombard and complain about something and you might actually see results. Well, here's to hoping that the the uh, Blizzard takes note of everything the Diablo fans have been saying. I know. I don't know if Valve's going to respond, though. Valve's rolling in a lot of money. Honestly, I I feel like they don't care. Yeah, Simply because, exactly. like... They stopped yeah, the, caring about uh, game developing for a while now, if you think about really, it. A really long time, and they haven't yeah. developed games. Then I think the only thing that they've developed is a card game for uh, Dota. But then everyone, I remember when they revealed that at E3, everyone's like, what? Oh, my God. And then they're like, card game. They're like, oh, no. Everyone, there's like this collective sadness you could hear in the <laughs> audience. And it's just so funny to listen to. I know. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, Valve has been out of the developing game for a long time. Even though they bought Campo Santo, which is kind of interesting, they still don't develop games. Yeah. Speaking of Valve... And relating to its online store, did you hear that Epic Games opened up its own online store? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I haven't been on the store itself, though. Yeah. I haven't either because, you know, I don't play play Epic Games or Fortnite stuff. But this is the interesting thing that I read. So the thing about Epic Games store is it's not just Epic Games stuff. It's going to feature... It's going to be the same format of Valve where it has different games from different developers. And it's trying to appeal to developers, especially because 
developers, if you upload to Epic, will get 88% of the profits. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whereas I think on Steam, you get a lower percentage of the profits. I think you get 70%. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So... Is it, it it might be even more cost effective to go to Epic Games. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. And it's gonna be interesting because I know like, you know, Bethesda has their own thing. There's the origins for EA. Uh-huh. But it looks like it looks like Epic and Discord might be the only two store portals. That may be on the come up, but we'll have to see in 2019. Yeah. I mean, it, it does make sense for these kind of things to happen. Um, but honestly, you can't beat Steam at this point. Like, yeah, yeah, you might have the same titles as uh, on Steam, but I don't know. I just feel like I've been with Steam for a really long time. I've played games on Steam for a really long time. So Steam is still like my number one go-to place. No, no matter what you say about... Um, uh, just Valve as a whole, as a company, I still respect Steam for what it is, and I I still uh think that it's gonna go down in legacy as being the first like shared online game Cloud. platform. Yeah, pretty much, and I think it's gonna stay for forever because that's just how it is. There's so many people playing Steam that whenever one of these new services comes out everyone's going to compare it to Steam, so it's kind of hard. Like, you know, when Hulu, when their Hulu service came out, everyone compared it to Netflix, and it's it's really hard to compare when something that you've had for a long time is not only one of the only things that you know how to use, but also definitely one of the best. Also, the big thing about Steam being established is if you already bought games on Steam, you already have those games, so you don't even necessarily have to buy them on a different platform. Right, right. So in my mind, I'm like, some of these platforms are too late because Steam is already the one that has it. Yeah. Well, I will say that from a game developer and game company standpoint, making more profit would be ideal as well. So I can see game developers uploading to both platforms. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And, yeah, I haven't even experimented with Epic's store, so I don't really know exactly how it is. I'm assuming that it's not that great right now, and it's still in a beta, similar to, like, I think Discord's store is still in a beta. Uh, It's probably in a development prototype stage. It's kind of weird that it's something that's in that state and you can still buy stuff from it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, do you do I really want to trust my money with this service that might go down in the next couple of years? Mm-hmm. Because you got to read the fine print and be like, all right, if if this service goes down, I don't get my money back. That's pretty much the fine print of Steam. It's like if Steam were to suddenly go offline, what happens to all your games? Well, guess what? You don't get them back because there's no way. If you have it on your computer already, you can always play Steam in offline mode, but you can't just download them like from an empty server. Yeah. Also, if a developer who works with Steam decides they no longer want their games on their store, you don't get your money back either. Yeah, that's true. I've actually had that happen to me before. Well, not not that I wanted to return a game. It's more like I bought a game on Steam and then um, it's not available to purchase on the, purchase on the store, but I could still download it from Steam. 
So that was interesting. Yeah. And the game, by the way, is uh, Quantum of Solace, the James Bond video game. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't find that on Steam. You can't find any James Bond games on Steam. You can only download them if you already have them. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, I'm not, it's not like I'm going to go back and play that game. Oh, so. I know, right? <laughs> whatever, whatever. So I'm going to save the best topic for last, but we'll go into the kind of funny showcase first. The only thing I want to talk about from the showcase uh, is the Yakuza, so, quote-unquote, well, not really Yakuza game. It's more like a Project Judge is going to be released in the West in judgment. 2019. And it's called Judgment, without the E. Yes. Do you spell Judgment without an E or with an E? I spell it with an E. I spell it with an E, too. Apparently, a lot of people don't spell it with the E, but it's correct spelling. Both spellings are correct, and that bothers me because... Huh. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. I, I didn't want, pay attention. I wasn't I paying attention to my autocorrect. I was like, I was typing it in my phone to see which spelling was correct. And I was like, okay, these are both here. This is weird. I know. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm not even a grammar feel. Nazi. I just want one thing to be definitive. <laughs> yeah. You know, when it comes to certain things in my life, I just want it to be simple. Yes. And when it, when it comes to grammar, like I don't need five different spellings of one word. Just give me one and I'll be happy. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, no, I actually didn't know that. And um, I want to know what other words are the same way in English, at least. Yeah. I don't know. Well, if you know, let us know. I'd love I to know. hear it. With Judgment, um, the biggest news for that is there will a there will be a English dub for it. And it's an option if you don't want the Japanese voice. But you can have both of them. Um, I would. I personally want to... Just play it in Japanese, since that's what all the other Yakuza games were like. What about you? Um, I think that um, I will probably play the first chapter in Japanese, and we'll see how I feel turning it to English. I don't mind reading subtitles, because when I play games, I usually play for an hour or two at a time, so it's not that bad. I will say that I can understand how it's useful because sometimes you got Yakuza dialogue going on for 40 minutes and yeah. it's it's just nice to know that you could walk around your room and just listen to the audio like during totally. during a regular conversation but I will play it first in Japanese just to see what's up. Yeah, yeah. Uh I kind of I am curious about the English dubbing. Um I I read that Pro Z D is one of the voices in the game. Really? Yeah. He tweeted about it. So I mean I want to hear his voice in the game, but um at the same time I did watch the trailer and there was some dubbing and it kinda feels a little anime cringy. At the same time, I understand why, because of the nature of the game, but I I'm hoping that if I do play the game in English I will get used to it. Um, but for the most part, I think I'm going to play 90% of the game in Japanese. For sure. I read that Yuri Lowenthal is a voiceover. Huh. Is he, are they, isn't he the main dude or is that someone else? I don't know if he's the main dude. Okay. But he may be a main character. I feel like if you have Lowenthal, you have, he's going to be one, a major character to some degree. Right. Right. That makes sense. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. 
And then uh, one one more news from Kind of Funny Showcase is Danganronpa uh, Trilogy is coming out to PlayStation 4 on March 2019. What? What is that? What is it's that? It's a... Uh, I don't, am I even pronouncing it? Dang, Danganronpa? Oh my gosh. Uh, hey, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. It's made by NIS uh, America. I think the third one came out to th- in 2017 or something like that. Uh, and so okay. I guess the entire now you can get the entire trilogy in 2019. Mm, perfect for people who that have not played the game before that are curious that can play it now. Yeah, I'm actually interested in playing it. It involves like a not a murder mystery, but it's like a like a murder battle type game. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty dark. Huh. Yeah, I dark honestly JRPG. don't Okay, okay. I'm I'm reading about a little bit of it about high school students. Okay. Interesting. Um Yeah, uh maybe I'll check it out. I still have to play Persona. Persona 5 is getting lower for everyone to play. Good. That's what yes. I'm waiting for. <laughs> just just like how uh Overcooked 2 is like $17 on the PlayStation Store. I know. Persona 5 is worth it, though, for its price, because the game is 80 hours on average. Ooh, I see. Yeah. So you are getting the bang for the buck. Okay. Yes. It says it's $35 on Amazon. I think I'm going to wait until, like, later on next year to get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I'm curious about this main character, because he's going to be in Smash, so I kind of want to play the game to understand. Yeah. You know? He's cool. Okay, okay. All right, I have the most amazing news for you. Yeah, lay it on me. So, our boy Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> announced his official website, soldierwatch.com, where he Jesus. sells bootleg, bootleg electronics and <laughs> video game ROMs and consoles and all of that. Like oh if you God. if you go on his website right now, one of the first things you see on his webpage is he's selling like an a watch that looks like an Apple Watch. And uh-huh. he's selling the Soldier Game console. I see this. The Soldier the Game hell? console is $149.99. Oh, there's what? even a handheld. There's a Soldier Game handheld yeah. for $99.99. This controller for the console looks exactly like a PlayStation controller. Hmm, interesting. Um, <laughs> what what does this even play? Type for Soldier Game, PS, Neo Geo, PC, Sega, GBA, NES video games. You can't even play modern games on it. You can play PC games. What kind of Sega games? And there's what? 800 built-in games. This is basically oh. an emulator. Both of these are emulators. Oh, but they don't tell you that because that's he's selling you emulators. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah built in build in three thousand plus games. It says build in for the soldier game handheld. It doesn't even say built. <laughs> we're going back to the grammar part of this. Get your grammar right, soldier boy. I thought you were a rapper. Come on, man. Can you believe you can even buy a gift card for his website? Ten dollars. You can't even buy any of this stuff for $10, except for these soldier pods. <laughs> you know this current generation is going to buy this stuff. 
This oh, current yeah, generation, I bet you this current generation doesn't even know that emulators are free. Oh, God. So, someone's going to buy it to be curious, and they're going to write a YouTube review about it, and I will watch that review. Yeah. Oh, and then Soldier Boy Phone is called the HT70. Sounds like an HTC. Hmm. <laughs> it's not on his website. Oh, it is on his website. Wait. You have to click on catalog. Oh, the soldier pad. Why would you buy this? First of all, what even does this run? Does this Android? It looks like it's Android. I think it's Android? Uh, I didn't it's... even know. Okay. F- so, products aside, I didn't even know Soldier Boy was doing anything. I thought he was just making royalties from Crank That. Yeah. And kiss but... me through the phone. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, oh, hey. Now you can't do it with Soldier Boy's Soldier Phone. <laughs> Soldier Boy, tell him. Yeah. Make sure you dial 678-999-212 once you get your soldier phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is dumb. <laughs> I am curious, though, about all of this. I know. This on all, all of this looks like really cheap knockoff shit. It is. Like, like to the max. Like, I saw this in Beijing. Like, that's <laughs> where so I saw all this stuff. Do you think that this? <laughs> do you think that this is available? In Beijing. Totally. I bet he has a store in China, in a mall. I'm like, oh, soldier store. Like, what? What the hell? What do you mean? The sol- you go in there. Oh, my gosh. The soldier watch is here, created by American rapper, record producer, actor, and entrepreneur, Soldier Boy. Tell him. He's an actor? Where? He's been doing all this stuff? What? Soldier Boy? Soldier Boy? What are you doing? And I th- aren't you Soldier Man now? I guess not. Uh, what did he act in? You know he's only 28? Oh my god, he's basically <laughs> our age. Uh, that makes me sad. Wow. Um, He was in a bunch of TV shows. He was in some small movies. Um, wow, he really is hustling. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, he he was in stuff. So he could li- he could say he was an actor. Uh, if he if he had a cameo as himself, he could say he's an actor, to be honest. Yeah. Did you know that uh, Soldier Boy has a song called Zan with that lean? <laughs> of course he does. Yes. <laughs> when did this come out? 2014. Oh, okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, Soldier Boy. Oh, no. Soldier it came Boy. out in 2011. Oh, that's even better, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Soldier Boy. Never change. Never change. If anyone needs to get Christmas gifts, you probably don't. Actually, you know what? I won't judge you. If you want to get your Christmas gifts from SoldierWatch.com, go for it. But tell us how it is. Or if you get us those Christmas gifts, we will judge you, but we will also be very happy. Yeah. We'll review them. We we will review them on this (laughs) podcast. You're like, hey, this is, uh, wow. We'll shout out Soldier Boy, you know, tag him. Yeah. Maybe slide into his DMs and be like, hey, I like your phone. How long can he keep this up, though, until everyone, like, realizes, is this even, is this even legal? No. Like, from a copyright perspective? Because they're they're emulators. (laughs) No, I mean, Nintendo had that whole stint where they were taking down ROMs and they still are. Yeah. So Nintendo no. even Nintendo even takes out like um um 
AMVs, like animated music videos that use Nintendo footage. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, no. To be to be quite frank, all all of the game stuff's illegal. Like if you load shit onto a a thing that's not yours, like you didn't create these games, and you're selling them for yeah. almost two hundred dollars. Yeah, basically two hundred dollars. Yep. That means you could go to jail, Soldier Boy. You could go to jail. Really quick though, for those that don't know who Soldier Boy is, he had a little song in two thousand eight, two thousand nine called "Crank That." And he, sorry, cranked Dat, and he got super famous from that, from Dat. <laughs> and then um, he had a song called Kiss Me Through the Phone, and he had a bunch of other songs that didn't really take off, but he had those two hits. So he had Kiss oh, Me Through yeah. the Phone and Crank Dat, and, uh, you know, that dance is timeless from Crank Dat. Uh, and that's all he has to his name, I think. I have no idea what else he did. What are you playing right now, Lisa? All right. So I just want to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2, which is the only thing that I've played since we recorded. And I'm now in the middle of chapter four. I'm in a new town called St. Dennis. And yeah, this game's legit. We're we're basically in this. Jeremy, I'm <laughs> trying to finish this pod, not podcast. I'm trying to finish this game in the next week and a half. You're deep in the story, dude. It, it, we're we're getting somewhere now. It it's good. And good, good, good. Yeah, I will. So, one the last mission of chapter three, which is the battle of Shady Bell. I just um, without really spoiling it, basically in this in this um, battle, you have to fight through a gang that's introduced in chapter three, and. It was so much fun. I had such a good time playing that. And in the in chapter three, chapter three was a great chapter, by the way. For one, I liked the environment a lot more. I liked the city that I was in. And of course, I was getting the hang more of trapping, killing, fishing. So I was able to um, really take advantage of that and make a lot of money from fencing and selling. And I upgraded my camp. So now I have fast travel. And this game is so much easier now. It just got so much easier. Cool, cool. It's wonderful. One thing I wanted to point out in the storyline is as I play through Arthur, they're really making John Marsden, who is the main character of the original Red Dead Redemption 1, they're making him out to be a pansy almost. Why? <laughs> What's the point? I can't tell you what's the point, but I'm just shocked that they're really kind of like, like he's like the outlier. He's really different from the entire gang, which you kind of got a piece of in Red Dead Redemption 1, but they're really not making him into a badass. I will say that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Like if I played where I'm currently at in the storyline... I would be shocked if John Marston even survives this game, which he does because this is a prequel. But he's really made out to like a super brash and hot-headed person. Doesn't take responsibility. Dude, I'm taking care of his kid. 
You know his kid, Jack? Uh, yeah, I haven't played the games, but uh, I'll just say yes. <laughs> oh, uh, this is not this is not really a spoiler. It's it's known uh-huh. in it's known in both games, but he has a son. Okay. And I'm taking care of his goddamn kid. So well, you're babysitting. I'm babysitting <laughs> him. I'm I'm teaching him all these things. So John Marsden is really the he's the odd one out. He's the black. There you go. He's the black sheep. That's the that's the animal comparison I was looking for. He's the black sheep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I hope I finish it soon so I can judge it holistically. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do want to hear your thoughts because I do plan on buying and playing it. Yeah. Late, uh, uh, within the next year. Yeah, I will say uh, to sum up my update, I think of this game much more positively than a lot of people do. I thought everyone thought of this game positively. A lot of pe- a lot of people think of this game positively, but they're so stuck in this this game is too slow world. It's like the game stops being slow after you leave the snow tutorial, but some people are just so like ba- basically they just want this game fast the whole time and they only want fast travel all the time. It's like very entitled almost. Oh, uh, I see. Like, like the thing about feel- yeah. The thing about fast travel is you you have to get fast travel by updating your camp. But people, you know, people just want that shit immediately. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's some there's some like um there's some relaxation when you're like riding across the country. Me too. I'm relaxed all the time when I'm on my horse. Also, <laughs> I figured there's like there's a very simple strategy that gives you the least amount of work is when you have to go to a new place, you either set up a marker or you follow the person who's part of your mission. And you put it in cinematic mode, and all you got to do is just press X and chill. Oh, cool. And I don't have to guide or do anything. It will just but- automatically take Arthur and the horse to the correct location. What if something happens to you on the way? Um, In my experience, um, if I'm in a mission, nothing will happen to me along the way unless it's actually mission related like you know like there's sometimes right, right, right. sometimes when i'm by myself though and i do it i will encounter a random hold up or the uh the pinkerton gang will just attack me randomly so uh-huh. i so i do have to i just exit out of cinematic mode i see i see yeah but at this point i've very much streamlined red dead so I'm having cool. a great time. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. There was a comment that I read on the Discord that if Red Dead came out earlier in the year and if it came out before Spider-Man and Spider-Man's considered the more fast-paced game, that people's mentality would be more positive towards Red Dead. Oh, I see. In yeah. terms of gameplay. But I don't know, man. I uh, This game is not slow for me. <laughs> right now good good so, good i'm chilling i'm having a great time <laughs> i mean if it's not slow then um there's a lot to do and you're gonna obviously pay attention instead of trying to multitask i know and right now i'm obsessed with hunting bison how dare you <laughs> in red dead redemption one there's legit a mission where you're not supposed to kill off the bison but in this game because it's a prequel bison are all over the place. So yeah. I'm 
getting that dough, and I'm also hunting bears too. I read that um in the first Red Dead Redemption, if you kill all the bison, then they don't respawn. Yes, that is correct. You're not supposed... I don't remember if I killed... I don't think I killed them all, but I was supposed to kill a lot of them in this one mission. Like, I had to kill, like, five in the very in the very first game. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think the... It, I can't believe I remember it. I think the legit name of that quest and mission is called Manifest Destiny. Oh, uh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you, you have to kill a lot of bison in that mission, but I, I'm pretty sure you don't kill them all. Because right. there were like 50 bison in that mission. And yeah, I read somewhere that if you kill all of them, if you kill all 50, then none of them come back and you're just left without them. I know. I was like, wow, that is, uh, wow, that's true, dark. True historical colonization. It's true. But in this game, in the second one, you can kill as many as you want and they'll respawn. I don't, I mean, I'm not killing all the bison. I'm killing them pretty sporadically. It does seem like there's more bison, though, compared to Red Dead Redemption 1. That does make sense, as you mentioned before. Yeah. And I'm also killing bears. How is Smash Ultimate? It's great. I actually am taking a little break. I got every single character this past weekend, and it took a really long time. Um, but I got all the characters, and now I'm like, all right, I think I played enough of the game for a little bit. So I took a break. Um, but obtaining the characters is actually really hard. Um, there's different ways to do it. There's classic mode, which is you select a character and you go through a series of different events and challenges. Um, you fight different char- other you fight other characters from different sizes yeah. or other like or other special abilities, and then once you reach the end level, um, you have to defeat a final boss. This can be anyone from Master Hand to Giga Bowser. Um, and once you do defeat that person, um, you unlock a character at the end. But at after the credit scene of the classic mode, you have to fight this character to unlock them. So you could lose. And there's always that chance, since for some reason, Nintendo made all the NPCs in Smash really hard. And by NPCs, I mean the unlockable characters really hard. Like, freaking Pichu? Like, are you kidding me? Like, he's, like, zipping around everywhere. I'm like, I just... I would not expect Pichu to be that hard. There are a lot of characters that you don't expect. Like, 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 like some of them, like Mewtwo. I'm like, all right, Mewtwo's going to be hard. But I just hit him in, like, two hits and he's gone. I'm like, wow, that was easy. And you have... Another character like like Luigi. He's like, I'm like Luigi. Like, why are you being so hard? Like, please, just <laughs> let me kill you and let me add you to the roster. But no, he, they gotta make it difficult. Um, so did that. Uh, there's that way to do it. Um, there's also World of Light, and it's like the single player campaign with a story. Um, World of Light is kind of like in previous and in, in the previous iteration of Smash uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl. There's this whole like single player story where you had to traverse different levels from different games and collect different characters. There were cutscenes, like really, really well animated cutscenes. Um, this one looks to be the same way. I actually haven't delved too much into World of Light since it's. Um, I'm just like whatever about it. I'm just like really indifferent to it right now. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, was, I just at, at, from the get go, I just really wanted to unlock all the characters in case someone came over. I'd be like, oh hey, let's play Smash. I'm like, oh sorry, I only got the first eight characters. It's like, no, oh, come on, I want I want to show that I put my hard work and dedication into getting every single character. And much like the people that want to fast travel in Red Dead, I just want my characters to all appear in Smash once I get the game. But of course, in true Smash fashion, you have to play the game and unlock them before you can, um, you know, uh, play as every single character. This um, sounds very standard to a typical fighting game of the 90s or early 2000s where to unlock all to unlock the characters that you don't have yet you have to fight them eventually in our in like the timed arcade battle mode. Absolutely. And um Smash has always been like that. They've always believed that you should play the game to unlock more of the, of the game itself, which I agree with like I don't want to buy every single character. If Nintendo was like, all right, in order to get Captain Falcon, you have to buy him for four ninety nine. I'll be like, what the? F- no, fuck no. I'm just. <laughs> I would. I'd, ra- I'd rather spend two hours trying to get Captain Falcon than buy him for for money. Because I already spent like sixty bucks on this game. Why would I throw another like five dollars just to get another character? It doesn't make any sense. But I'm glad Nintendo is sticking to what they know. Um, this game overall, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, feels a lot more fluid uh, than its predecessors. Uh, it feels a little bit closer to melee, more more fast paced. Uh, the the style of the game overall seems like it could fit right well into an esports category. Um, uh, I digress, but yeah, no. Uh, overall, the game I'm still having fun with it. I'm just trying to take a break right now since it's uh, I spent too much time playing just to unlock the characters and the fighting these characters was so hard that I just need to like rest <laughs> before I start playing Smash again. For sure. And um, I I found out that you can use the GameCube controller for other games. I was playing Mario Kart with a GameCube controller, which was pretty fun. I heard about that. Yeah, it feels nicer to have an actual controller in my fingers than to hold the tiny Joy-Cons in my large hands. Like, come on, like it's it's I don't have to buy a Pro controller anymore, which is nice. Yeah, there's something about having everything at the palm of your hand. It feels nicer. It feels more complete. Yeah, I I totally agree. When I play Odyssey or if I play um, Okami, I usually put both of the Joy-Cons into the controller handle attachment because I feel like having an actual controller on my fingers is a lot better than holding the tiny Joy-Cons. And I do get why some people like to hold the Joy-Cons and play games like Breath of the Wild because you can use the motion controls for different things in that game. With Okami, you only do the brush strokes and I find that I don't do them as often when I move my wrists and I only use my thumbs to make the brush stroke brush strokes. So I feel like I um I better just feeling holding a controller. And plus I've I've grown up using controllers. So it just feels better that if I'm going to play a game on on a on a specific console, I want to use the peripherals that were made for it. Like if for on PC, I want to use a mouse and keyboard. If I'm going to play PS4, I'd rather use a DualShock, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, definitely. Um but yeah, no, that goes into my other game that I'm playing. I finally started Shenmue. Um, and I started playing it in English, and I was laughing <laughs> at all the voices. <laughs> uh, I love how I love how in the game the the atmospheric sound effects are all like high res HD sounding, but the voices all and the sound voiceover like- is like recorded. I feel like in someone's basement. <laughs> Like it's like someone put a bucket on the actors' heads and recorded that. 
You know, it's like, oh, hey, it's me. I'm Rio. Oh, hey, it's Rio. Hey, man. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Why? That's so accurate because the Japanese dub, the Japanese voice sounds perfectly fine. Sounds like nothing's wrong with it at all. But when you get to the yeah. English dub, oh, God, it's it's like it was recorded in the closet. Yeah. So I'm going to do 100% Japanese audio playthrough of Shenmue because I can't take the English voiceovers. But I do I do find it funny because it is a product of its time. And so I I love that. I just I just love how it's all like really anime cringy voices like, oh, father, no, you killed my <laughs> you killed my father. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Like, this is exactly what people thought was amazing back in 1999 when this game came out. Yeah. But right now, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't play the English dub. I need to play the Japanese dub with English subtitles. Hey. It's just hard. It's just, <laughs> like, I, I get that some people like to listen to the English dub, and that's totally fine because maybe you want to do other stuff. But for me, listening to the Japanese dub and reading the subtitles helps keep me engaged in the game. If I'm going to play a video game, I'm going to sit and play the video game. I'm not going to step away and do something else. For sure. Uh, and plus, this is a, a heavy story-based game. Um, but yeah, I, I play, I'm play. i like 20 minutes into Shenmue. I haven't really done too much. Just walked around the town, found a cat, found a girl who's taking care of a cat. Uh, found some boys playing next to this uh, like plastic like gotcha gotcha machine. They're like, oh, hey, you want to wrestle? I'm like, what? Why would I wrestle you? And this kid's like, you want to play baseball? I'm like, okay. Like, what, what's going on? Uh, but that's as far as I got. So... Yeah, more to come from Shenmue. More to come. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I'm playing. Cool. If you have any questions for us to answer, um, we'll either answer them on the podcast next year or we'll answer it on the Discord. So join our Discord at www.downtime.live. The link is there. You can email us at contact.downtime.live. Uh, we are on almost all platforms where there's podcasts, so you can leave a comment there. You can leave a comment on YouTube, Twitter, and we'll respond. But we will respond to any questions immediately if they're posted on the Discord. That's true. That is the final weekly gaming episode of 2018. Y'all have been awesome. I just want to say every- shout out to everyone on our Discord. You guys are so cool. Uh, thank you to all the listeners who have been listening to us this whole year. Uh, new and old, you guys are awesome. Yeah, definitely. And just a shout out to some of the new countries that we've been noticing, like New Zealand, uh, United Kingdom, Switzerland, Philippines, Malaysia, and then other parts of the United States. So hope you guys are enjoying the podcast and... This is not the last podcast of 2018, but there will be only special episodes to round out the end of the year. I'd say like a couple more. Yeah. Pretty much. For this type of podcast, we will see you in 2019 for season three. Yep. Yep. See you guys. Bye. Bye.